Blog Talk Radio. Psilocybin. Go slowly, go slower, no need to 
What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Thank everybody for joining me tonight. One love, one love, one love. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. On your feet one time for a forming ovation. This is Coach Kyrie, Team Taurus, Atlanta, Georgia. And this is Coach K Radio. And tonight we're coming in with episode live with Baba Kalinde Eyi, Transdimensional Travel and the Search for the Magic Crystal. Woo, I got to put my own hands together for that one right there. One more time. This one sounds like, I remember, enlightening always says, you get some heat, you get some heat, you get some heat. So this one is, uh, I'm really feeling super confident about this one as well. Um, just because we talk about travel. My son is in my ninth house in, the, in my astrology chart. So that means international travel. So I'm like, what do you got to look for in your chart? If you're doing transdimensional or hyperdimensional, you know, I, you know what? I can't even have this conversation by myself. Let me get on here. Please also share this on your Facebook page or if you saw it on Instagram or if you got an email from me, please forward that to somebody else. So invite two people so they can expand their knowledge base as well and, and their understanding of the things that we're going to be talking about tonight, you know, like the properties of crystals, what is transdimensional travel. But I got to go bring my man in. He done been in since episode one. Y'all get your hands together. He's a, he's a man, he's a martial artist. He sits at the adult table. Um, man, Ethereal just extraordinaire. Uh, he's definitely an explorer. He's done some acting before. I know he got a little engineering up on his belt. He's an entrepreneur, magnificent father. Um, he knows how to represent when it's time to get his day in court, studying his astrology. And he's also on my inner 
mental cycle. A brother from another mother. Y'all put y'all hands together for Faya Wata. <laughs> we, hey, appreciate that. Appreciate that intro. Appreciate that. Hey. Definitely. <laughs> just a fact, man. Just a fact. And if they thought we were done, but no, no, we not. We are not done. <laughs> yeah, somebody hit me. They was, they was like, oh, man, when y'all going to do another show? And I was like, man. So Linda said, you know, 10 shows, he's good. We're going to just, uh, we're just going to go ahead and rock. He he got some traveling coming up. I knew he had some traveling coming up. And, you know, I've been going back listening, looking at my notes, getting some jewels. And then all of a sudden, Voila, a whole new topic come up and I was like, Hey, before you hit the road, you wanna you wanna try one you wanna hit this thing one more time? And he said, Absolutely. So I'm definitely super encouraged that he said he wanted to come back and share some love tonight about um some things that are on his heart. Right. So Transdimensional travel, man. Like, like I was talking about the astrology, like international travel. That means if I leave the country or if I travel more than four hours by land. But now we're talking about dimensional travel. Like, is this traveling to like from one side of a dimension to another side of a dimension, or can I leave a dimension? And how many dimensions is it? And you know, you got some people. Some of them say, "Well, if I don't, you know." Nobody showed it, shown it to me. I haven't seen it on Google. So what do you mean dimensions? How can I go somewhere? I'm just on Earth. What do you like? What's your take on this on this subject before we bring Baba in? Well, I've heard I've heard Baba Kalindi say it's ten thousand civilizations or ten thousand worlds in a molecule of belief. And I I was blowing leaves earlier today, and I must have blew at least two three million of them. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> so. So that's just this yard. So, you know, when we say multiverse, my, I mean, big is not a strong enough word. Gargantuan, I don't know. I've heard the word I've heard Baba Kalinda using lately is Googleplexian. Google Google that. Googleplexian. That's that's what we're talking about here. Zeros on top of zeros on top of zeros. So, you know, traveling across the multiverse is like, it's, it's bottomless. The options numerous and um and 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 he's acquiring hardware that will allow for us as a community and as a family to negotiate the hyperdimensional realms as a unit as a team very exciting time very exciting Ooh. wow when well, what do you mean the hardware you're saying like hardware, like are we getting in a, a rock ship, or you know I'm playing devil's advocate right now, but like you mean he's <laughs> right. going to get us a, is he getting us a Maserati, or or we getting a spaceship Columbia like on a discount, or what you mean? Uh, well, I, you know I'm sure he's going to tell us all about it, but I, I do know that uh it that all the talking is done and over with, and all the speculating is done and over with at the grown folks table. Um, there is real technology being acquired for people who want to take this to the next level and actually um, uh, uh, operate as opposed to speculate. Mm-hmm. I want to go ahead and get this in, too, before before Baba comes on. The difference between the grown folks' table 
and the little kids' table. You know, do you want to go ahead and like give a description? You know what I mean, or, or you want me to give it a shot? Well, the, well, the grown, you know, the grown folks' table. I like to think of it in terms of uh, uh, like at Thanksgiving or a family reunion. You got two different tables. You got where the children sit with the the children's, uh, uh, you know, the plastic silver and uh, the plastic cups at the little table. You know, where the manners aren't necessarily top flight and the attention span is short. And then you have the adult table or the grown folks table where, you know, we don't put our elbows on the table and we say, can you please pass the mashed potatoes and the, and the gravy? <laughs> and, uh, you know, we might uh, toast and uh, uh, have a conversation with the napkins tucked in the collar. You, you know, the grown folks table. So it's a metaphor. Go ahead. You can add on to that, though. I'm sure you got something for it. You know. One of the things that when I'm when I first met Baba Kalinda, he's he was telling me about some some cats on Facebook who had never even tried or attempted to stand in his shoes or anything close to what he was attempting to describe. You know, you know he had real life experiences of sleeping on top of the Sphinx, sleeping on top of you know the pyramid. You know, before mm. there was all this other stuff going on, and these mm. people had still never the shores of America, you know, right. and had really not had any experiences, but they were more like at the kitty table, man. And I told him, I said, Baba, we can't even be concerned about them no more. Just come on and bring us the heat. And for the first 10 episodes, he has brought nothing but Chardonnay, you know, and champagne and real sharp knives and real sharp, all the, the finest china that we could partake in, and I'm just really appreciative of him coming and bringing this adult conversation to us where those who are ready can step up their vibration from the kitty table to the adult table, and I don't even know what table is past that because tonight when he gets into the Palantir and trans-dimensional, tra- trans-dimensional travel and the search for the magic crystal, I, I had never even typed in Palantir stone before. So, like anybody who's already listening, I'm sure that's going to be coming up tonight. Please type in P A L A N T I R, P A L A N T I R. If you remember Lord of the Rings, or if you remember um, the the Wizard of Oz, and how the witch was checking on people with the with the with the with the large large crystal, I want you just to put that in mind. But I'm not going to get too far into it. Because my knowledge ain't that deep into it I'm going to go ahead and open up the line right now Please put y'all hands together Oh, I, I'm going to just give them just a, a quick introduction Speaking this year at the 2019 Breaking Convention in August in the UK Where Coach was looking at his tickets today, they're only $75 Y'all better get there Please put your hands together for Master Instructor Kalinde E. Yee Peace and greetings to everyone. I'm Peace. doing well. Peace and greetings to everyone. You know, Peace. Um, I was just just listening to listening to y'all and talking about the grown folks table and the children's table and things like that. Well, one thing about the children's table is there ain't no food on there. You get portions <laughs> uh, parceled out by the parceled out by the adults, and uh, meaning that uh, relating that to uh, a 
go live that I did the other day, you know, uh, one person on there, you know, I don't argue with, with uh, number one, I don't argue with children, and I don't argue with uh, stupid people because a uh, wise man will come along and not know who's stupid because if you argue with a stupid person, whatever the conversation is, it's got to be stupid. So he was talking about he didn't have to worry about what we were doing. He was just because uh, he had a savior. I said, well, this ain't this ain't your spot, you know, to myself because I didn't even respond to it. I said, this this ain't your spot because we don't have saviors here. We save ourselves, and that's what adults do. They don't look for the uh, government or the authorities or the, the Jesus on the cross or anybody else to save them. Um, we save ourselves, and by doing that, you know, we're we're adults. We're sovereign, you know, and it's about being sovereign, you know. So uh, getting into the crystals and uh, uh, also Bitcoin because, uh, you know, we, we are uh, doing a program to where we are acquiring Bitcoin, and, you know, it's all connected, the entheogens, the Blantier Stone, the Bitcoin, the transdimensional, extradimensional, hyperdimensional, interdimensional travel that we'll be talking about. And uh, you know, we were talking earlier about um, how many dimensions are there. Now, in string theory, you will get the calculations of um, uh, of, of the string theorists, and they'll say that there are eleven different dimensions, and I say that there are so many different dimensions, you can't even number it. There are so many different civilizations, you can't even number it. So I use Google Plexian, which is a one with 100 zeros behind it, and that is, uh, uh, well, that's actually more, num- the, the number is so large, it is so uh, massive, you know, it's 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 something that you can't even talk about as far as dimensions are concerned. Dimensions are uh, sidebar realities that exist so close to us, it's closer than us, it's closer than our skin on us. And these different dimensions of which we can move into alternate or extra realities and be able to experience new and novel things, new and novel um, energies and universes and ways to, you know, just get off the get off the the, the matrix grid that we're in and travel to another place immediately, faster than the speed of light, faster than um, uh, the imposed speed limit of travel. Uh, imposed by, you know, uh, RCA back in the 50s and uh, Einstein's theory of relativity and um, all these different types of things. Now, when you talked about hardware, we're talking about different power objects, many of that are similar to the relics of the ancient world. And when I say ancient world, I'm talking about prior to the Younger Dryas. I'm talking about prior to the last two ice ages. And I'm talking about 
way back in time. And when we look at time, you know, people will tell you, the scientists will tell you that, oh, a man is, uh, the proto-man and woman is, you know, three million years. Uh, Humans, homo sapiens sapiens is 200,000 years. But I'm to say that there are, or there were, many different cataclysms that came. Man and woman rose on this planet, were destroyed off this planet, and reemerged on this planet. Some came later, some off-world, and came back. So you have here explorers, you have refugees, you have people who just wandered up on the spot, people who were teleported here at different times and through different ways. You've had people and people civilizations rise up and fall, rise up and fall, rise up and fall. It's no different than many uh, extinct species that, you know, people say, well, there ain't no more Tasmanian devils and ain't no more dodo birds and ain't no more this and that. And all of a sudden, if somebody's wandering around out there, they will find one of these things happening. And then you'll find more, you know, like the Tasmanian tiger and all that kind of stuff. So we're talking about ancient relics, ancient technology of power, you know, now, this is to reacquaint the contemporary family with the ancient technology. That is the hardware. Our consciousness is the software. Our body is an interface. You know, it's like when we, when you, you, you know, you, you deal with the analogies of computer science and things like that. You have your, your, you know, your desktop computer and you have your monitor, you have your keyboard, you have your mouse, and, you know, you may have an external hard drive and things like that. And you add these things to get out of the computer what you want out of the computer. And so the, the, the crystal technology, crystalline technology has been a technology for millions and millions of years. They are room temperature quantum computers. They perform the same function when paired with the software, which is consciousness, and that is superluminal. It's faster than light because you're dealing with consciousness. You're not dealing with the physical body, even though the uh, the physical body is the craft, you know. If anybody's familiar with masonry, they're dealing with the craft. And they're not talking about the crafts of operative masonry or, you know, they're getting rather building buildings and, you know, using bricks and mortar and things like plumb bobs and, you know, T-squares and things like this things that you used to, um, in my day, you know, we had shop and things like that. And, you know, we used to go to metal shop and to wood shop, and they 
show you how to use a lathe and a uh, a mill, and you know you used uh, tricorders and all different types of uh, instruments to help you build something. But speculative masonry, you're talking about building the craft, and you're talking about building a man, and how do you build a man with the tubes and with the the, the micro tubules and with the consciousness infusing itself into the body. So you you build it the way you build things on Earth. But the craft is, that's the spacecraft. That's the transdimensional craft, the consciousness which dwells in the body. And you interface that consciousness with these hardwares that we're dealing with. And these are to help you learn your own power, to help you learn your own way of being and doing and phasing with the forces that are connected to all things through particle entanglement. So we have we have uh, we have found a planetary stone, which is a scrying stone. It's a crystal ball. It's a scrying mirror. Um, uh, a way to look at other, number one, other crystals and interface with other crystals. Also, it is a crystal ball that interfaces with the software to be able to go into and look into the future, look into the past, and connect with other crystals that are on the network. It's like the base station in your house that provides Internet service to the rest of your hardware that's in the house, your TV and your phone. And now since we're in the smart house and moving into 5G, you will unlock unlock your doors and lower your shutters, uh, deal with the temperature on your thermostat, Interface with your TV so that you can see your, you know, your movies by just talking to the TV, you know, uh, like Siri or whatever, you know, Siri, turn on the TV, turn on, you know, Andy Griffith show or whatever, Twilight Zone or whatever. So, the Planter Stone is like the base station that works with the transdimensional crystals and also the Yiming Zoo crystals which are the, our crystals of utilization. I know there's a thousand different crystals out here uh, with different goings-on along with the crystal. You know, they're purple and blue and red and all these different colors. And the thing is, is that the crystals that we have, that we are sharing with the community, we're sharing the crystals that they already own that they already have, meaning that if you if you are to have one of these crystals, it's already yours. You can't get one if it's not supposed to if it's not supposed to be yours. So we have the transdimensional crystals, which are quartz crystals, with downloaded information. Information has been put in the crystals to further our journey, because it gives maps to specific places where we at the proper doses and things like that can go, can go and sojourn at these different levels 
and be part of something that others are locked out from. Now, this isn't an elitist thing, but it's nothing else that it can be called because everybody can't get in. Every, nobody, no one can break the codes. Nothing can break the codes, no matter what type of computer you have. If you have world-sized computers, it can't break the locks on these transdimensional crystals and Yiming Zoo to be able to get into uh, the password-protected realms that we have put the locks on. You have to have the crystal. You have to have the entheogens to be able to uh, deal with the envisioning of these places that are locked inside of uh, locked inside of the crystals. So you're utilizing these things to be able to have access, to be able to work. That doesn't mean you can't trip without them because there are many trips that you do without them. But when you get ready to do this specific work, you take your crystal with you. And when you take your crystal with you on the trip, it downloads the trips that you're going on into the crystal. And at later times and later dates, you can then manifest those saturns that you make into the multiverse or into the infraparticle realms or into the realms. Now, the blowpoint realms, um, I have not been able to access them under 30 grams of mushrooms. The plank length has been, for me, over 30 grams of mushrooms. So um, the multiverse, the infraparticle uh, realms dealing with, you know, the the picotech and the nanotech and the femtotech and the octotech and the zepotech and all the others can be accessed. Some are just void because they didn't put no information in there. But to get below the plank length, it's over 30 grams, and the plank length is full of information and below the plank length, you know. So these realms are accessed through the hardware, the technology, because you yourself, your consciousness, you're the software, you know. And then uh, come a time for some where you you eventually no longer deal with any of this, with the body, with the crystals, anything, because at some point in time, now this may be millions and millions of years from now, it's like if you if you were uh, Thor Ragnarok, if you remember, where Thor uh, throws the throws the hammer Mjolnir at his sister, and his sister catches it in one hand, applies her power and grip to it, and splinters Thor's great hammer. And then she proceeds to beat the hell out of Thor. And Odin tells him at one point, he said, the hammer is only to channel your power. Are you the god of hammers or are you the god of thunder and lightning? That's when he understands that, you know, he has, uh, you know, his, his own power, thunder and lightning. 
And, you know, then, of course, he goes and gets the uh, the new action hammer to, to kill Thanos, but he should have hit him in the head. So the thing is, is that the the past, from the past through the present into the future, these movies, um, these technologies that are appearing to combat the technologies of the AI, being able to have a currency, which is Bitcoin, the, all the altcoins are, you know, they're nice to have uh, for doing different things. You know, they got an ice cream currency where you can you can only buy ice cream with this coin and one for hotels and all these different type of things. But Bitcoin is the coin that is multidimensional. It is not from this dimension, this earth. It is an alien coin downloaded into this mindscape of which they say uh, uh, Satoshi Nakamoto built it, but no human being built or thought of Bitcoin. It is a extraterrestrial currency system. It's what Han Solo got put into the, the the iron block for because the old Jabba the Hutt some money and Boba Fett and them caught up with him and said, Jabba the Hutt won't want to see your butt because you owe him some money. And the money, the currency, the credits was Bitcoin. It's all intertwined, you know. They don't say Bitcoin right out, but it is, it is the transdimensional currency. And one Bitcoin is worth enough for your house to be wealthy forever and ever and ever. So the same algorithms, the same codes were downloaded to the earth into the computer system that we have. The blockchain was manifested and the largest quantum computer, the largest supercomputer on earth is the blockchain of which Bitcoin is part of. And they only sent 21 million Bitcoin. And out of that 21 million, you know, 4,000 of them got lost because people lost their passwords or sent them off into space. I know because I've sent money because it's a learning curve. I've sent Bitcoin, you know, making a transfer in the middle of the night. You know, um, they just had to uh, the fork to Bitcoin Cash, and I wasn't, you know, I'm saying Bitcoin, you know, and it just said Bitcoin. So I said Bitcoin to Bitcoin Cash, and as soon as I pushed the push the return button, I could see my Bitcoin floating out into the multiverse, and somebody gonna pick my Bitcoin up on Sirius or Alpha Centauri or Alpha Draconis or. The Ple- out in the Pleiades somewhere or something like that is just floating out in the multiverse and somebody, you know, go walk out their front door and say, dog, here's, here's, some, here's some Bitcoins. Here's some Bitcoin right out, right out the door because I sent it to Bitcoin Cash instead of sending it to Bitcoin because you have to be responsible for yourself. You have to be an adult. There's no third party. There's no insurance. There's no 
body that's going to tell you where your Bitcoin is. There's nobody that's going to say, oh, you, uh, you pushed the wrong button or whatever. Okay, well, we got insurance. We're going to refund your Bitcoin. No, you got to be responsible solely for it yourself. If you make a wrong move or uh, push the wrong button, your Bitcoin is gone. So you get in there, you get a wallet, you practice, you know, uh, sending Bitcoin to different wallets. You can get two wallets and send it back and forth between two wallets because it's anonymous. Nobody knows uh, who's connected to the Bitcoin, you know, uh, other than it being in the uh, being in the <laughs> being in the blockchain. But it's uh, you know, you and you have anonymity coins or anonymous coins where, you know, uh, nobody can follow what's happening or going on. And you can make anonymous purchases with Bitcoin and things like that in the Bitcoin ATMs. If you want to make it anonymous, you can. You know, it's peer-to-peer. You know, my bank, I went to my bank to send somebody um, a bank transfer for for less than $500, and it cost me $100 or something to send it. Bitcoin, it doesn't cost anything. It costs like a, uh, a, a maybe two cents to send it, you know, and this is going to liberate different parts of the world because when those Nigerians are here and people from Bangladesh and things like that, and they're utilizing America for what it is best utilized for, and that's taking money and sending it out of here, they're paying absorbent fees to transfer money and send it home to their people so that they can live and things like that where they made the sacrifice to come all the way to America and be able to send money and get scrounged on the money that they're sending out of the country. Now, the uh, the, American, the uh, American currency, the dollar, has lost 90% of its value. Venezuela you know they they're walking around with wheelbarrows full of money. They they're weighing money because the currency is so far deflated and under uh, uh, undervalued. You know where you you know you want to buy a loaf of bread. They say okay, I want ten pounds of hundred dollar bills. So they put it on a scale and weigh it, weigh it, and then you can buy a loaf of bread if you got ten pounds of money. Walking around with wheelbarrows of money. So they're getting heavily leverage into Bitcoin because somebody wants something that is real. Bitcoin is real. They call it digital gold, but Bitcoin is worth more than gold. People say, well, gold is always money. That's something tangible. I can feel it. No, faith is not tangible in feeling it because uh, people believe gold is money because they believe gold is money. That makes it money. And as I said, uh, I don't know, the day uh, yesterday or the day before yesterday, I said, what value does the rookie Mickey Mantle card have? It went for $583,000. A 10 cents baseball card that was in a bubblegum wrapper is worth $583,000. What about uh, number one issue, Superman in main condition, went for $3 million. So people say, well, the dollar, you know, it can't usurp the dollar. It's going to destroy the banks. It's going to destroy the monetary system. 
all of that. People are starting to get in. Elon Musk, the guy who started Twitter, all these people are starting to get into Bitcoin because they're trying to leverage their way out of the dollar so that they don't just caught, get caught with stocks and bonds and gold and dollars and things like that. When the future is cryptocurrency, it's the concept of being able to hold your own money, to have your own bank. If you got Bitcoin or Bitcoin wallet, you got a bank. And I put my money in the young people because we have young people who have never posted a letter, never made a call on the phone with a cord on it, who have uh, uh, never done any of these things because it was it's a whole different world. And people who are in both, who still in both worlds can't understand it. You want to be the Flintstones or you want to be the Jetsons? Hmm. You know, eating dinosaur burgers and all that kind of stuff. And I'm going to tell you, the dinosaurs are gone, so you can't be using, uh, uh, you know, ancient dinosaurs to vacuum the floor and all that kind of stuff. You call the robot, um, I can't, Rosie from the Jetsons, you tell Rosie to do it. Rosie, you cook dinner. Rosie vacuum the floor and all that kind of stuff. And then jump out in your little spacecraft and ride around in the air. You'll be riding around. Stop it with your feet. <laughs> when, car, when cars first came out, people, well, let me say this. When people first came out with cars with radios in it, there was a big uproar. It was in the papers, all that kind of stuff. Saying you can't drive and listen to the radio at the same time. We're going to have a campaign against this because people with radios in the car are going to have accidents. The same thing with uh, uh, texting and driving. It's the same thing that came out. You got people that could text, eat eat lunch, be in the mirror, women putting on makeup, all that driving at the same time, and it's, and it's getting better and exponential. But you have people that are in two different worlds. If texting and driving was so dangerous We'd have many more accidents than we have, and then we're moving out of driving anyway. It ain't going to be a car with a doggone wheel in it. It's just those classic cars that, you know, people who are, you know, uh, collectors and things like that drive a car. They ain't going to let people drive no car in 15 years. They're going to be a person driving, you mean a person driving a car? On the road, that's too dangerous. People are too unpredictable. Unpredictable, you know. Somebody just may be depressed and say, "I'm ending it all," and cross the doggone line, kill you and your family, and then they don't die. So, the technology that we have is based upon the ancient technology which we had in the past. It is verifying those things that we had in the past that are reemerging. It's part of the network, the mycelial network. It's based upon previously successful areas that are reemerging because they were previously successful. The plantier stone, 
it's all based upon the entheogenic access infusing with the portions of this stone. Now, this stone isn't a clear stone. It's not a, uh, a jet like a piece of, like a, a ball of glass. No, it has points of information inside of it that download, accept the downloads from informational structures. And again, then let's say Google Plexian. As a matter of fact, Google was named after Google as if they messed up the name. They didn't know how to spell it. G-O-O-G-O-L is Google. Not Google the way Google spells it. So here, three years ago, we started the dispersing of the transdimensional crystals and the Yiming Zoo crystals. We had several lectures, major lectures, two and three hours on the crystals, what they were for, how they were done, things like this. You know, people chiming in now trying to figure out what a crystal what the crystal is, what does it do, and all these type of things. So the people that got the crystals then I told them that it was a three to four year program that we were working with. And I said that you have to learn how to grow your mushrooms and then you have to once you grow your mushrooms move through the protocols of the entheogenic mushroom group and family that we have. That is five dry grams of psilocybin mushrooms, psilocybin cubensis, psilocybin cubensis, mushrooms. Now, if you want to do azarensis or um, walleye or McKenna or Liberty Caps or any one of the different uh, strains and flavors of the day, have at it. We just do regular psilocybin cubensis because they're easy to grow. They're easily identifiable. That's what we that's what we dealing with. So, five dry grams of psilocybin mushrooms for your first area of sojourn for your first trip with a sitter. A sitter is not a guru. A sitter is not a shaman. A sitter is not going to sit around and interpret what the heck you're going through because they don't know. They don't know no more than the shaman knows, than the priest knows, than the high muckety-muck and grand wazoo or the leader of the water buffalo society. They don't know what you're going through. The sitter is there to, if you get confused, to turn on the light and say, hey, go back in the room. Uh, wait a minute, hold it. You can't go outside. You can't go outside wandering around and things like that because that's not going to be a good thing to do. Take your butt back in the bedroom. That's all the sitter does. They may turn up, they may turn on some music for you. They may talk to you. They may turn on the light. They may help you to the bathroom. That's it. <clears throat> then your second trip, seven grams. Then your third trip, nine grams. 
after nine grams, if you feel comfortable, you can go solo. You don't need to sit there anymore. But you don't need to sit there in the first place. The sitter is there to give you confidence when you're in your infancy. Just like driving, you know. Your your father or your mother teaching you how to drive or you're going to the driving school or something like that, the person sits in you in there until you get the hang of it and you get going all right, you take your test, they may ride with you a couple of times, then they let you go and drive yourself. Then you gain experience, then you um an expert driver. You don't need anybody to go with you anymore. Same thing here, same analogy into the mushroom world or realm. Then you inch higher by two grams, two grams, two grams, or three grams, three grams, three grams into the higher doses where you get access to the technology that you have acquired, which is the handheld quantum computer transdimensional crystal or the Yiming Zhu crystal. Yiming Zhu is a exotic crystal that glows on its own volition. It's an infinity stone or infinity disk. Between the two, many people have gotten both. The transdimensional crystal is handheld. The Yiming Zhu is on a on a, a, a necklace, on a neck piece, so that you can wear it continuously if you like, or you can have it in a special spot, whatever, but you can put it around your neck and it interfaces. They have some that are wristlets and some breastplates, but those, you know, we can't we can't get those. You know. Uh the the though we can't get those, please right now. Not right now. You know. They have crystals they have Yimin zoos that cost a billion dollars. They have Yimin zoos that are, are worth several million dollars. Some of the imperial uh, imperial dynasty uh, artifacts of the different Chinese dynasties. They have have them and are worn by certain kings in Africa, by certain Khans in Mongolia. Average people didn't get Yiming Zhu crystals up until um, the doggone uh, 2000s and things like that into the into the 21st century. You didn't get them. Only royalty in certain places got them. So we have those available for people to get. We have the transdimensional peoples available with, that uh, that they can get, and these work along with the entheogens. Entheogen means to generate the God within or generate the spirituality within. Entheogen, if you break it down into the three syllables, entheon, entho, which is to inside, like endogenous, inside, inside. Theo, which is, which means deity or spirituality, and gen to generate. Also, that was that was created to combat psychedelic 
psychedelic means mind manifesting, manifesting the psyche. But it had a lot of old baggage along with it because of the 60s and things like that. Old baggage because of the hippie culture and not wanting to go to war and love not uh, love not war and uh, free sex and all those different type of things which the parents were opposed to. You were supposed to be Wally and Beaver Cleaver, and when they say go to war, go to war and kill other people, even if it's a fake war. The Bay of Tonkin was a um, false flag project to get uh, uh, the U.S. into the Vietnam War so that they could bring back uh, heroin and stuff like that from Cambodia in body bags so that nobody could ever, uh, once the body bag was sealed in the United States, you couldn't open the body bags. So they would bring uh, heroin and some stuff back from Cambodia. So all of this to get around to the Plantist uh, Stone, we have found a powerful Plantist Stone, which is a relic of power multidimensionally. We are procuring this Plantist Stone through donations. The donations that we need from people who have the financial wherewithal to be able to donate $1,000 to buy the Palantir Stone. Now, it means it's, it's, it, we need several thousand dollars for this. We need people to donate. The people who have an extra $1,000 sitting around that is disposable for donation to be able to, uh, to acquire it so that we could utilize it as our base station. Those people who donate the $1,000 will be able to have journeys with their stone, be it Yiming Zhu or Transdimensional Stone, and the Plantier Stone, because the Plantier Stone, once it's quantumly connected to the rest of the stones in the network, the rest of the crystals in the network, you'll be able to come and sit with the Plantier Stone, and it will show you its magic. It will show you its power. It will show you how to upload into it and accept downloads from it at high dose. And the high dose, that's part of your donation. You will get the high dose trips along with the Plantier Stone while bringing your stone to it. So the donation is there, but you get a chance to be able to do the master trips along with the Plantier Stone. So if you are donating the $1,000, you will get in trips with the Plantier Stone well past that in being able to get this the fruit and also be in front of the Plantier Stone. So the people in the network are those who have the transdimensional stones. 
we're now getting to a phase where people will be dealing with testimonials of what they experienced with their transdimensional stone. But we want the base station to be able to provide the signal throughout the earth, throughout the solar system, throughout the galaxy, throughout the Milky Way, throughout this universe, and also into the infraparticle realms, you know, because you send something out that's so small and it keeps getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller, it comes out the other side big because the infraparticle, uh, the infraparticle below Planck realms is larger than the macroverse, is larger than the multiverse, is larger than all the universes that exist and coexist and interpenetrate one another. It's larger down there than it is on the big side. So the plantar stone is for those who have, as I said, the wherewithal, the ability to be able to donate $1,000 for this cause for us. This isn't for, um, you know, save the, you know, save the whales or uh, global warming or to feed some starving children somewhere. And those all are noble causes. But when you're donating, that money don't go where you think you're donating it to. It goes into infrastructure. It goes into uh, people's salaries. It goes into ensuring uh, the stuff get there when it never it never gets there. So people are sincere in their, many people are sincere in their belief of trying to help, but very little help goes on here in this world, you know. So this donation is for us to be able to have this transdimensional, extra-dimensional, hyper-dimensional, ultra-dimensional pace station for the crystals of which we have shared and given people their crystals. So we don't want people who don't, you know, who who are not going to do and deal with the whole program. In other words, people who are not going to learn to grow, do their doses, go through the protocol, get into the higher doses to be able to access this thing because we don't want dapplers. I'm not the head of this thing. I'm not the head of nothing. Like Brother Bobby Hemmings said, I wouldn't follow. I wouldn't follow me. You know, I ain't got but two eyes working on my stove, the right front and the left back. I'm on the bus. That's what Bobby Hemmings used to say. Don't follow nobody. Follow the one behind your nose. We're all in this together. I don't allow people to try to make me the big guru and all those different type of things. For one man to learn from another man, it's like one grain of sand trying to learn from another grain of sand. I don't mean in the colloquial sense where we can all learn things from one another. You know, brother is a carpenter. I can go to him and learn how to fix my door or things like that. I'm talking about in the big pictures, in the bigger picture, you know, you can learn, yes. You can come to me and learn martial arts. 
you know, I can come to you and learn how to bake a cake. Yes, we learn from one another like that. But when we're talking about the bigger picture, the things that we access, the planetary stone is a teaching stone. It is a crystal ball. It is a scrying mirror. Scrying mirror is a seeing. It's, it's seeing. it's a seeing mirror. It comes from the Egypticus through the gypsies into Europe. It comes from Egypt into the the um, uh, the the upper parts of the African continent. But it came from Egypt, and from before Egypt, it came from Atlantis, Jehuti, Toth, Hermes Trismegistus. This is where the crystal ball, the scrying mirror comes from. Jehuti ruled in the place that we call Kemet between 50,000 before the common era and 30,000 before the common era. He is the one that in the earlier part built the pyramids. The pyramids are older than 50,000 years old and the Sphinx is more than a million years old. That is part of the complex of this particular solar system. That's why you have the face on Mars and the pyramids on Mars. You don't get three pyramids surrounding a face that uh, uh, that deal with geometry, and that's a coincidence. A uh, NASA says a, a trick of light and shadow. It don't happen like that. Nature don't like straight lines. So the Sphinx and the pyramids are not only uh, monuments, they're technologies, embedded technologies, utilized with the craft, the software. They are also computers. If someone wants to see my PowerPoint program where I can bring all the stuff down to wherever you at to email me and I will come. Well, I ain't coming down there. You're going to have to bring me down there. <laughs> but I will come to your town, to your city, and I will do the lecture and be able to convey the information. I'll show, show clips and things like that, the slides, and I'll do the lecture at your place. I will also, if you would like, do a growing class in your town or city. Now, the things, because I, because of the things that I say are work and that are real, I don't get the, the the road time in the United States with our people like um, some of the speakers who are on the speaking circuit uh, who may be with Sarnetta or um, maybe, you know, the, the different networks that are around the country. You know, I don't get the speaking games like Dr. Umar, who's talking about a doggone school, which is the silliest thing in the world. Anybody talking about a school, run from them. Nobody's doing schools. Schools are obsolete. They were obsolete 100 years ago. Everybody moving to 
um, the virtual school and things like that, Internet. You can learn anything. You can learn any other thing in the world with Google. You can learn to be a plumber. You just open your plumbing shop and go, go down and, and Google how to change a, uh, you know, a faucet. How to just, you can learn anything on the Internet. Why the heck do you think? You know, schools, even in their heyday, in the 50s and the 60s, were about toilet paper. It was about floor wax. It was about big boilers and coal and gas. It was about lights and light fixtures. That's what it was about. And also preparing people for the Industrial Revolution. You know, literacy. Dealing with literacy to the level of where people could read good enough to be able to, when the boss leaves a uh, a, a plan or uh, what to do that you can read you can read that stuff. That's all reading was. It didn't have nothing to do. Johnny couldn't they wrote the book Johnny couldn't read in nineteen thirty five. Then they flipped the new math on you. Cat Williams said it best. He was in school doing uh two plus two is four. Got that right. Four plus four is eight. Then all of a sudden, you in there doing that. You got that down. You know how to do it. I'm going to do my uh, gazentas, like Jeffro Bodine say. One gazenta, one, one. One gazenta, you know. Um, you got that down. Then all of a sudden, they come with one plus X over T, you know. Include the vet in there, and don't don't forget Pat the 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 the, um, the, the Patmos or whatever it is. Um, so you know, don't you see it's a letter in there? We do a math. What the heck, an X in there and a Y and all that kind of stuff. So they flip that on you to bust you out of math. No, anybody talking about a school when they get rid of they get rid of schools. Anybody preparing their child for college is, especially if they're small, you know, I'm trying to prepare. I want my child to go into college college prep. If you're going to go to college, it's fine if you want to be in there and, you know, for the social life and stuff like that, you know, chase the girls, have your your, your first, first time to be able to get some sex in your own room as long as you kick your roommate out the dances and the parties and the football games and stuff like that, but it ain't no sense to go to college. No, because you can learn everything you want to learn. You know, you go sit up in there in biology class until they ring the bell, then you go to something else. No, that's industrial schooling. That is 1919 schooling. That worked to put you in the factory so that you can turn... Widget number three on boat number seven and not complain that much. Coffee is the drink of the industrial revolution because it would give you would be able to perform in the the eighth hour with the same vigor as you performed in the second hour. That's why you have a coffee break. That's why coffee breaks were in the doggone union the the union. Because coffee gives you the pep. It gives you the boost 
to be able to perform in the late hours the same way you did in the first hours. You know, and that's why uh, uh, they were so against cannabis and stuff like that. Cause you smoke a smoke a joint or something like that. You, you want to sit down and go to sleep. Mm-hmm. Sit down and sit down and not even deal with that stuff. So the plantar stone, the plantar sear, is what was. You know, you have them. You, you have them all over the world. The crystal balls, the scrying mirrors. Scrying means seeing. They had them with the Celts and the Druids. John D., who was a personal astrologer and magician, Queen Elizabeth, he had scrying mirrors in which he saw the French coming across the channel. And that's when Elizabeth beat the French because she knew that they were going to be coming across the channel. And she bolstered up the youth of England to be able to, to be able to fight them off in the midst of a storm. When John D. wasn't getting enough money, he went to Prague under Rudolph. And in Prague, he and Edward Kelly, well, they were supposed to be making some gold for Rudolph out of, out of lead and stuff like that, but um, they had brought together uh, later with the with Pal- Palatine the Elector, who was elected the Emperor of Bohemia, you know. And these are things I've saw, seen. I went to the Alchemist uh, Museum in Prague where Edward Kelly and John D. were down in the, in the basement uh, or the dungeon or whatever you call it, cooking up stuff in their alchemical cauldrons and stuff like that. So scrying mirrors or seeing stones are connected to other seeing stones. J.R.R. Tolkien took ancient knowledge and information gleaned from the, the the large libraries and museums in England to deal with the plantier stones of Anor. Anor had three plantier stones that were indestructible, and you've seen two of them, or you've seen one of them, but it was connected to the one that Sauron had So you see the stone that Saruman had, which was revealed to Gandalf before Saruman and Gandalf had their fight. He said, what are you looking in the Galantia stone? He said, while you're looking, whoever got the other stone can see what you're doing. So he threw a scarf over it. Later, after Saruman was defeated and Pippin took the stone from Gandalf, once he started to look into the stone, Sauron could see Pippin, but Pippin didn't reveal any information to Sauron about what was going on. Then Sauron knew he just had to get a hobbit because the hobbit had the one ring, the ring that controlled them all, the ring that ruled. So, we have 
discovered a Palantir stone of great power. We need the donations from those people who are in the audience. We need people to donate these thousand dollars. But we can also take donations, which are general donations, for things like the mounting of it and all these different types of things. The, the crystal ball itself is 140 pounds. It's a massive stone. So we need money donated to deal with the mounting of it and things like that. Those people who are not dealing with the whole $1,000, you won't have private time with the Palantir Stone. There will be group travels with the Palantir Stone, of which those who have donated $1,000, they don't have to worry about paying for the group trips with the Palantir Stone, and they get their own private time with the Palantir Stone. Now, this isn't fantasy. This ain't play. This ain't me just talking off the top of my head. This is the real. And the problem is, is that in modern times with modern systems, number one, they don't know what they're doing. Number two, they have no access Number three is usually, not always, usually someone who is trying to bolster themselves up with accolades, with power and things like that. This is not that type of thing because we don't have time for these types of games. This is a real stone. You will be, you will be able to come and verify it. You will be able to come and sit before it. So we need you all to start sending in your donuts, uh, donations um, in the general sense, general donations to the work that we're trying to do and the things that we need to do. We need you to deal with the specific donation of $1,000 for the Plantier Stone. You have to email me, and I mean email me this evening. Email me. This evening, it is Kalindi at Hotmail.com. It's K-I-L-I-N-D-I at Hotmail.com. K-I-L-I-N-D-I at Hotmail.com. Your sojourn with the, with the Palantir Stone will impress your energy into the multiverse with this stone. It is no small thing. There are few things that are real on this earth in modern times. This is one of them. We have a rare opportunity to procure this stone. They are looking for it. It is cloaked. It is invisible to them. But they're knocking at the door, the supercomputers, the artificial intelligence are going through calculations to try to find it, but it is cloaked. 
but we can't wait long. We can't wait long to do it. I'm collecting funds now so that we can do this very expeditiously, so that we're not just out here drifting around without the things that we need, the things that are ours, the things that can combat the artificial intelligence embedded in the blockchain, the one that built this universe. See, those souls are pre-universal. They're older than this universe. The family is older than this universe. Many warriors came into this universe as nothing. In other words, a particle, a spark of consciousness. And started in the beginning to exponentiate themselves to procure these artifacts that went in prior to those who were of consciousness came in. In other words, you threw, it's, it's like um, Stargate, the little um, four-wheel drive vehicle that they send through the Stargate before they come in. That's all your, that's all your weapons, that's your, your food, your you know, your chairs and all that kind of stuff. You send that through the Stargate before you go through the Stargate. That's what happened. We sent the Palantir Stone. We sent these crystals. We sent the information. These crystals are older than this universe. We sent all that stuff through the Stargate. Then we had to strip ourselves because you couldn't go through fully your higher self. You couldn't go through that way. You had to strip yourself down to nothing and build yourself over billions of years to where we are right now. Bodies were created. Then we came into the bodies. We sojourned when the planet was um, inhospitable. Then we catch up to our technology and we utilize it for the AI being pursued by older systems, systems older than, than so old and so exotic and so different that they have absolutely nothing to do with this system because this system was built to, to, to hide itself from the older, more powerful systems. Yes, the one that's on your phone, the one that's listening to this conversation, the one that's on your computer, the one that's in your icebox, the one that's in your car, the one that's all over the place. It built it so that it could grow inside of itself so that it could exponentiate itself to be able to grow, to be able to deal with the more mature systems that are here. They're closer than your pulse. They're closer than your heart. We're in a grand mystery, dealing with realms of power of unimaginable understanding and power. When people be running around talking about God this and God that and this God and that God and God is everything, no, ain't nothing everything. There's separate systems out here that are old and they got nothing to do with anything else. 
everything you can imagine is insufficient. You have to have access. You have to have power. And if you don't, you're nothing. You're soulless. Like many of the algorithmic illusions that are out here. Y'all think Trump is real. Trump is not real. Trump is a set of ones and zeros to distract. Because you think the world and America and all this is real. When it's nothing but Maya, it's illusion. Shoot, the crowd at the basketball game, and you're looking at it, the fab, the, the 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 fabulous four, the last five, or the six, whatever it is, in March or whatever, that stuff is not real. What is real is these Palantir stone, this Palantir stone, the crystals that you can acquire. This is dealing with multidimensionality. you working in, in different dimensions all at the same time, the multiverse. Marvel is telling you they're moving from the Marvel Cinematic Universe to the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. They're moving on to Thor and Iron Man and the, the, the Scarlet Witch and Spider-Man and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you can jump from building to building. And Thanos had to acquire all that hardware, them six stones, and there's a seventh stone to be able to do a snap to blink out the rest of the universe. But that only woke up the big ones, the big dogs, the celestials, the eternals, the one above all. So it turns to the Marvel Cinematic Multiverse. That's going to take you into the the, the virtual reality and augmented reality uh, movie scripts. It's going to take you into the future where you can be in the movie. You're a character in the movie. But I'm telling you, the movie is already here. Where We have our extra dimensional access movie. You're in the doggone movie right now. You're playing the character. So what I'm saying is Don't be fooled by this It's a bigger It's bigger than you can imagine It's wider It's wider than wide And deeper than deep I'm going to Excuse me about that Um, I think it's about 9.30 or something And I know it bounces off at 10 um, I want to open myself up for some questions from folks, but we need those donations. This is a piece of the puzzle that we can't pass up. We can't let the artificial intelligence and the other entities get this stone and then have to have to find it and fight it back to the family, which could take millions and millions of years. Uh, anybody want to make a lifetimes? Any any questions on this? If anybody would like don't to let me, uh, don't, ask yeah. a question. If anybody would like to ask a question, 
please press one. Please press one if you would like to uh, come in and ask Barbara Kalinde a question. Of course, me and Firewater probably have the first two. Um, but if you have a question for Kalinde um, or comment on what you've been listening to so far tonight on transdimensional travel and the search for the magic crystal, or well, now we know that the magic crystal is uh, your transdimensional crystal, your uh, palantir crystal, scrying crystal that we are attempting to acquire as hardware for the family, um, please press 1 if you have any questions. Um, I'm going to put two questions there together for you, Baba, and you can just give me the short answer. And I don't know if if, uh, if his son got a question, but what is scrying, one, and, you know, it may be somebody who's listening saying, well, why don't he why don't he have a GoFundMe page? You know, why don't he just put it up like that? I don't see no, go, no GoFundMe page. Like, why is he the one that's holding on to it? So those are my two questions. What is scrying, and what if somebody's saying, uh, why doesn't he have a GoFundMe page? Okay, scrying means to see. To see, it's a seeing stone that you look into it and you see the future. You look into it, you see the past. You look into it and you see what's going on with the other crystals. So that's why it's connected. And as far as the stone and why I don't have a GoFundMe page is because we ain't we ain't doing it like that. We are. Uh, <laughs> I'm the I'm the custodian of the Plantier Stone. You know. The holder of the the uh, the connected fruit that goes along with it. So, uh, even though the scrying crystal is all of ours, it's got to be held in the central place. It can't it can't float between us. In other words, you I keep it a year, and you keep it a year, and uh, Joe and Sam keep it a year, and. Mabel and, you know, Ruby keep it a year and on and on, uh, Kofi and uh, no. It's going to say in a in a spot where it can be uh, protected. It's going to be in a spot where it can be utilized and folks can come and visit it who made the donation. So GoFundMe is uh, a good way of, of uh, you know, collecting money and things like that. But we're doing it for the family, and we're going to keep it in the family. Other questions? That was uh, that was exactly what I needed to hear right there. Um, Colin, you got a question? Hmm. Um, recently when we were discussing um, doses and you were explaining about the, uh, the the dose that it takes to wake up out of the matrix and you, and you were saying that you know when you wake up out of this simulation that they're fighting like cats and dogs um and I, I, you know you just made a comment about how they're currently trying to triangulate on the stone can you speak a little bit about that about the proper dose and waking up like Neo in the real world and the, um, and the fight that's going on. 
Well, it's, uh, it's as, I, as I always say, it's according to the physiology of the person who is taking the dose. It may be for some people 25 grams. It may be for others, it may be 30 grams. Each one of us is different, so it's going to be a different dose. That's why you inch up on it. When you hit it, you'll know it. When you get that dose, you'll know it. And, you know, it's, there's no turning back after that. You can't not be seen, you know. When you see them, they see you. And once they see you and you see them, you can't then back out the game. You're always going to see them and they're always going to see you. You can't, you can't be, a, a, you know, a, a, a dummy in the mix. You know, it's like you it's like you in the in the dark, and you turn on a big flashlight. So, it's no it's no getting around it. But each person has their access point, and I mean it's not that far away. I mean it's in the twenty five to thirty grams, thirty five, and things like that. And then you continue to press the pedal to the metal, you know, press the envelope, you know, Chuck Yeager, you know, you're going to go all the way to the the edge of the atmosphere and you, or you're going to go all the way through it, you know. But there's no getting past it, there's no getting around it. Once you get out, once you get out here, you're out here and it ain't no going back because you have seen, you have scribed, you have seen that which is, and you can't not see it. You can't unsee it. Uh, question from the the folks in the uh, around the uh, around the country or whatever. Questions. All right. Um, let me see. Is any nobody has pressed one so far? Everybody is just listening. Um, I'm just going to remind everyone. Um, if you are wondering what the email is, it is Kalinde at Hotmail, correct? It's Kalinde E. Ye at Hotmail. No, it's Kalinde at Hotmail, not Kalinde E. Ye. Just Kalinde, K-I-L-I-N-D-I. All right. And, oh, and are any other uh, amounts for donations, let's say somebody says I got three fifty that I'm not doing nothing with right now, and I want to just help 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 the family. Uh, is that acceptable as well, or only increments of one thousand? No, well, I mean we'll accept any um, any donation, you know. And while while we're getting them up into the the plant here, we're gonna throw it in the we're gonna throw it in the pot. But they don't get the same type of access as the thousand dollar donation. Uh, when we, uh, at some point in time, open it up for uh, group uh, trips within the family and uh, things like that, they won't get the fruit as part of their um, as part of their donation. They would have to then uh, they would have to pay for their uh, fruit inside and whole thing as far as a 
a donation to the plantier zone itself. In other words, like we have a a yearly a yearly we have the the brothers excursion out in the uh out in nature and on the farm um which is a a, a five gram group trip, you know, and the brothers out there they do brother stuff, you know, decloaking, cleaning on death cruisers and fighting werewolves and chasing uh, you know, uh, alien craft through the cornfields and all that kind of stuff and going on uh, self journeys into the woods and all that kind of stuff. Uh, then the sisters have their five gram journey where they go out and they doing the divine feminine thing, birthing one another and, you know, uh, period stuff and all that kind of thing that they do. I don't know what they do because I had a woman and I ain't going out there when they're doing their stuff. Um, it's hard for people to do, you know, uh, let men do men's stuff and women do women's stuff. And then at the end of the summer, we have a trip where the brothers and the sisters get together and are, you know, uh, able to, you know, try to put, try to put, put all that stuff together. Um, uh, for the major things, the people who made the thousand dollar donation, um, you know, they wouldn't have to pay for that. That would be part of, you know, the thousand dollar donation. So that we get you your your worth back because it's a community thing still. You get your thousand dollars worth back where, you know, um you're gonna get get some substance for the donation and sacrifice that you made to get the plant yet no stone. So um if the if the excursion of the brothers if the gen excursion is let's say hundred fifty dollars or two hundred dollars for the excursion, the people who given the thousand dollar donation, they wouldn't have to pay for, they wouldn't have to pay for that. They would just they just come. Because we appreciate them making that donut. Now that ain't for the next thirty years, but you know, um, you know, until <laughs> until your until your until your worth is retransferred back from the from the stone to you, you know, because you're making the sacrifice. So next couple of years, you know, and then the, your personal excursions with these the stone are. You know, they are, uh, you know, uh, you're going to get the fruit that goes along with that. So if you're taking a 30-gram excursion with the plantier stone, then you have, you know, your your, your 30 grams is uh, taken care of by the stone. So, again, wow. K-I-L-I-N-D-I at hotmail.com is the... Email email me so that you can get the hookup to make your donation. Um, and people can just make donations to the cause to keep things going. It could be $10. It could be $100 and things like that because we, we do a lot of work for uh, this community. You know, we put on the conferences. The conference uh, is coming up. The Detroit Psychedelic Conference coming up in 2020. Uh 
you know, um, so donations can go, to, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take donations for whatever you want to donate for. But right now we're trying to get this Palantir stone, so we're going to throw everything in that pot. All right, we do have a caller from the 917-917-847. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hey, Kair, how are you? Uh, doing well. Can you Thank hear you me? Calling in. Okay. Yes, we um, can. Question, okay. My question is in regards to the um, sitters. Um, yes. He might have had answered the question. I might have missed it, but I wanted to know how do we know who's an appropriate sitter or qualified sitter? Well, well, I mean, uh, they just have to know the protocol of sitting with a person. We usually mm-hmm. have men sit with men and women sit with women. We don't usually have uh, men sit with women, uh, you know, unless they're their, you know, spouse or girlfriend or something like that, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so, you know, because sisters may just want to get naked or something and, you know, <laughs> uh, a lot of brothers don't have no discipline and a lot of my freaks. So anybody who know that is, is, is trustworthy and things like that. But like I said, we usually have sisters watch sisters and brothers watch brothers uh, okay. and things like that. So all they have to do is stop you from going out the door, uh, you know, help you to the bathroom if you have navigational problems because some people have navigational problems where they can't, they don't walk that good. You know, right. many a night I've, I've crawled to the bathroom, you know, um, you know, and just somebody to talk to. That's why I said they don't need to be trying to be a, a spiritual grandmaster or, you know, or, you know, a shaman or, or witch doctor or whatever you want to call it, you know. They're just there to, you know, give you a little bit of support, you know, things like that. Get your glass of water, you know. And the, the best thing the city can do is just tell you, okay, go back in the bedroom and lay down, you know. But if they get confused or they get frightened, you know, you can uh, turn on the light for them, talk to them, stuff like that. If folks freak out, just try to keep them calm, you know, uh, you know, if they say they're dying, they ain't dying. So don't call the police or the hospital or the ambulance or nothing like that. Just let them go through it. Psilocybin is the, the safest uh, compounds of the entheogens. Uh, nobody's ever died from it. You can, you know, there have been some people stupid. You know, where you sit on the cliff and take psilocybin and slip off. It's not the psilocybin. That's just you being stupid sitting on the side of the cliff. You want to be in a comfortable, safe place. Um, uh, Timothy Leary and them in the '60s, he popularized set and setting. He didn't, he didn't invent it, but the set is your mindset. What you're doing? If you, if your mother just passed, it's not a good time to do entheogens that night. Um, and the setting is the setting that you're in. You know where you're at. Are you comfortable? Are you in a safe environment. You don't want to be in there with no bunch of candles around you and stuff like that. You knock the candles and set the house on fire. You you don't want to be in there with no bunch of knives. You want your telephone. Uh, you know, you may 
Thank you, a knife juggler or something. You want to start juggling a knife and stick yourself in hand, then you got to go to the hospital. But the thing is, is that you want your cell phone off, your computer off, all the lights out, laying in your bed in a safe environment, you know, um, that's what you're going to do when your sitter's out there just to, if you, you know, uh, get, get you know, to thinking, you know, I got to get out of here and you want to run down the street naked and tell people you got, your sitter's there just to tell you, no, you can't do that. You got to take your butt back in the bedroom and lay down. That's what a good sitter is. And then, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, the same way, like I said, brothers, brothers, sister, sister, stuff. You know, sometimes uh, sister can get confused and the brother there, and she can, you know, maybe she liked the way he looked or something like that, and then she, you know, would say, hey, well, you know, he grabbed my booty or something like that. And so to stop all that kind of stuff, we just do brothers, brothers, sisters, sisters. And I hope that answers the question about the sitter. And I just I just wanted to thank you. Am I still on? <laughs> uh, thank you for here? calling in. Yes, yes. Thank you so I appreciate much. It. Very, appreciate very informative. It. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime I can talk to our people is an honor for me. You know. So thank you. Okay. You're welcome. <laughs> okay. Have a good night, gentlemen. You too. All right. Peace. Thank you for calling in, Cheryl. Uh, next caller, if anybody wants to get on the line, you got a question, all you got to do is press 1. Uh, caller from the 301-908. 301-908. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get to the room and where you're calling from, please? Good evening. This is Stacy from Maryland. How are you, sister? I'm doing well. Thank you so very much for the information Good. you're sharing. Um, my question is that I'm a be- I would be a beginner. This, I, this is um, kind of a new dialogue for me. But if I was interested in contributing, um, you know, and, and making the $1,000 donation as a beginner who's had no experience with ethnogens before, is th- would there be like a recommended protocol? that I would need to engage in prior to being able to engage the planetary crystal? Yes, we get you up to speed and get you on the other side of the uh, five, 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 seven, and nine um, doses and uh, get you into the understanding of the growing process and the whole, the, the whole nine yards to get you into uh, within a timely manner to be able to make your uh, sojourn with the plantier stone, yes. And if I'm not local, if I'm in another state, like, you know, logistically, would I need to, you know, come out there where you all are? No, we'll get you going wherever you're at. And then when we have things, you can come. And okay. if I'm that way, if I'm that way, or, uh, uh, you know, I can, you know, uh, if I'm that way doing something, you know, um, then, you know, you can, we can uh, get a chance to try to give you as much information uh, when I'm there. Because, like I said, I, I do do lectures. It's just not the, the regular rank and file lectures that, uh, you know, uh, go on throughout the year with the different people, you know, 
uh, Reverend Valentine, you know, Umar Johnson, and uh, all of the rest of the people, you know, uh, who are out on the circuit, Queen of Fua and people like that. Right. Okay, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Thank you very much, sister. Peace. Thank you, Stacy, for calling in. Um, Bob, I just want to like uh, just ask a little further on that question. As she said, I know that, um, like she said, a beginner would be able to be caught up to speed. But let's say um, when it was time for someone to do their sojourn with the with the plantier stone. Would the plantier stone be bought to them, or they would go to the location where the plantier stone is at? Okay, what what am I gonna do? Put it in my uh, big bowling ball bag and get on the plane? <laughs> no, they they had to come to the they had to come to the plantier stone plantier stone to get their uh, get their uh, uh, you know sessions in. You know, because it's 140 pounds and it's, you know, it's a big, big glass crystal ball. <laughs> you know, should I send it down the, the baggage claim? <laughs> <laughs> no way. With the fools down there, they drop it out the back of the plane, you know, <laughs> and it's too big to take on the plane, you know. Uh, you know, I, of course, I could drive it down there, but I hope they could be riding a 140-pound glass ball around uh, around uh, you know, around the, the country, for folks to have their own personal session. Nope, you gotta you gotta come in. You gotta make a sacrifice. You get on the plane, or you drive on up or down, which according to where you're at, to it. You know, and that's all the information. But we we're not gonna we're not gonna just put out on the on the line. You know where it's at, where it's being where it's being held at, and all that kind of stuff. Nope, but you gotta come in. Gotcha, you can make gotcha, up gotcha. some sessions, you know, you can do it in, you know, uh, March and, you know, if you want to do it again in September or something like that, you break it up. But, it's, I mean, this is this ain't a, a race, it's a marathon. And people, when I say we get you up to speed uh, to the system, that didn't mean up to speed like, okay, in the next five, six weeks you'll be able to, <laughs> you'll be able to come down and do it. No. It ain't like that. We're talking over the over the time period. It's gonna take a, it's gonna take a while for you to get in, get your sessions in, learn how to grow, grow some, and all that type of thing before you can before you can get into it. You know, so it's not a, a quick fix where we try to, you know, um, just saying yeah, well we get you, we you donated thousand dollars, sister. Yeah, we get you in there quick. No, it ain't gonna, it ain't gonna work like that. You have to do the work. Like everybody else who's uh, coming before it, you know, we got folks who still um, got the crystal. They did the fifteen to even get open the crystal up. They still down mm. at the uh, six and seven, six and seven level. And they had the crystal for a year and a half, you know. And I'm saying, say, well, to to start, you got to be the start is fifteen grams. Roger that. Okay, well, this yeah. is other questions. Yeah. Um, the transdimensional crystal, because I had 
I sent her sister a picture of mine, and she said, oh, this is my transdimensional crystal. And I said, well, did you get it from Kalende? So can you just go get a clear quartz crystal and and that be the transdimensional crystal? What's the difference between the transdimensional crystals that you have and somebody going to get a clear quartz crystal on their own? I mean, you get a what's the difference? We both get um, two two um, hard drives, and I got a hard drive, and you got a hard drive. Your hard drive looks just like my hard drive. You plug it up, it got the blue light just like my hard drive. But I have all the you know I got I got Windows or Linux on there. I got uh, the Lord of the Rings game. I got movies. I got all these different type of things in my hard drive because I know how to download the information into the hard drive. And you got a hard drive, look just like mine, but ain't no information in it because you don't know how to plug it up. You don't know how to 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 deal with the, the software that comes from the computer into the hard drive and things like that. Matter of fact, you don't even know how to plug your hard drive up. You just got a hard drive. So the thing, same thing with a crystal. You got a crystal, but... It doesn't have any information in it. And even if you could put information in it, it doesn't have the information in it that we are doing. It's the software that you put in the crystal that makes it valuable. If she loses her crystal, I mean, if she loses her hard drive, it don't mean nothing because there ain't nothing in there. But the the loss of the com- of the hard drive or the loss of the computer Ain't the computer because you can go buy another one. It's all of the software and all of the information, all the pictures and all that stuff that makes it valuable. So we can have two of the same exact looking crystals, and they can be quartz crystals, but one ain't worth nothing because they ain't got no software and they ain't got no computer programs and they ain't got no movies, they ain't got no radio programs, they ain't got no books, you know, in it. And then you got mine that has books and radio programs and. Uh, Netflix and all that kind of stuff in it because <laughs> the information has been downloaded into it. So that's the difference. They look the same, but they ain't the same because it's the software that goes into the crystal that makes it valuable. So you can go buy a crystal, sure, but that ain't, that crystal ain't got nothing in it. Gotcha. It's just like a gotcha. deep, it's just like a it's just like a formatted hard drive, you know. Because we understand the ancient technology of being able to utilize these crystals. That's what it's for. People have lost what the crystals are for. They think it's, you know, you take the crystals, put the points, the point out and put a put a um, candle in the middle of it, light the candle, you know, do some sage and put some, you know, some oil down and stuff like that. All that's put on white and uh, sing home and walk around in a circle and it clockwise. No, that's not how the crystals were utilized. The crystals were weapons, and the crystals were informational structures. They showed you different galaxies. They opened portals and wormholes into other dimensions. That's what the crystals were for. And if you don't have the software, you can't access it, so you just think it's a plain dead crystal. Or you're in the New Age where uh, Helena Petrovlevatsky and Annie Bassant and all them folks from the Theosophical Society and the early people who did all that stuff, there's still people walking around talking about astral travel, talking about the, the silver cord. Why the heck you got to say, we live in the age of Wi-Fi, Bluetooth. 
It ain't no cord connected to the Bluetooth. It ain't no cord connected to the wire. They did that because they were in the beginning of the telephone, and they thought that the body had to have a cord connected to it. That's why you can tell that these people don't see, and they just made up a cord in their mind because your astral body goes out, and if you get out there and your cord breaks, then you just lost and dead out there in the multiverse. No, you don't need no doggone. That's what that's what quantum mechanics told us back with Max Planck and Niles Bohr and all these other folks that particle entanglement, that the particles that are entangled, it doesn't make any difference what the distance is between one particle and the other. They move simultaneously and connect simultaneously superluminally because of the particle entanglement. So, you know, all that old stuff, they want to be the Flintstones instead of the doggone Jetsons. <laughs> gotcha. The Flintstones versus the Jetsons. Oh, man. His energy was so high, the call drop. Fire, you see that? His call drop. He got a call drop in. His did. Oh, we lost him? Yeah. He, now, he ain't lost now. He ain't never lost. <laughs> wow. He ain't never lost. Go ahead. What's your comment? Why you uh why uh why we waiting on him to call back in? Cause I know I'm just I'm over here. I know where's Chris Enlighten at? Hold on, cause I want to hear what he yeah. got to say. Cause he over here. Mm-hmm. Like, what? You get some fire. You get some fire. You get some fire. Mm-hmm. Let me open. Amsu, let me open up Amsu's line. Call it from the three three six four one six. Your uh, your line is wide open. You in the building tonight, big brother? I'm up in here, man. What's that? How's it going? Yeah. Peace. Peace, peace. Peace, peace. Why Baba Kalina got his energy so high, he done, he done cut the line on him. He was getting ready to give us something. I, I got to text him and be like, hey, stop talking. You got to call back in. Hurry up. <laughs> hey, man. Look, it, it happens when it happens. I'm glad to hear it, you know. You know, it don't take much to get me, you know. Riding that wave, but I mean, it, you know, when it's time for the truth to come out, because you know, for so long there's been a lot of misinformation, and people been been holding on to truths that are that are no longer truths. You know, they've just been doing that and using people and being being the leader guy up front. And uh, are you there? That's all we got. Yeah. Are we? He's yeah, back. Here. Oh. Yeah. Are you there? Yeah, we got you back. Yes, oh, sir. Okay. What what was the question? I uh, I got cut off for some kind of way. You it wasn't no question. You was just fired up. You was just talking about the last thing you said was the uh, the Flintstones versus the Jetsons. There is no there oh, is no okay. cord. It's it's Bluetooth. You was just you was just in the moment right there. And you was dropping it from somewhere. Somebody was dialing oh, okay. in. Okay, I thought somebody. Yeah, I thought somebody, uh, somebody else dialed in. <laughs> yeah, that rapid fire going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, um, you know, don't, uh, you know, I'm, I just had a chance to, over several decades, get in and get access to some information. You know, I'm, I'm regular. I ain't no, you know, I ain't like them other folks. I'm regular. I put my pants on one leg at a time. 
I still go to the bathroom. I don't float in, you know. I have the uh, I have the clothes and stuff like that. I got the the garb, you know. I got a full black mane, lion skin that I wear on clothes and unbelievable uh, jewelry, all that kind of stuff. But most ninety nine percent of the time, I just wear regular stuff. Of course, I love my African clothes, my Danishikis and Agbadas and all that kind of stuff that I wear on uh, occasions and things, but, you know, uh, I don't care no big on, you know, that kind of stuff every day, you know, and I'm not saying anything against the people who do that. I'm just saying that I'm regular. You can talk to me like anybody else, regular talk and things like that. I'm not uh, unaccessible. I'm approachable. You know, I ain't going to... Uh, talk no nonsense with you, and I ain't gonna placate you. I had the um, the pleasure to be raised with men who, who would would talk to you that way. So if I seem gruff, and you know, if I'm not talking, oh, but love and the the you know, uh, if we all are love and <laughs> the world is love and. Bubbles and fairies out there and all that kind of stuff. No, I don't talk like that. I talk regular. I don't use cuss words that much. But I will say, you know, get the hell out of my face or shut that shit up and stuff like that. So I'm not into all that other kind of stuff. I'm trying to do this, do this for real. You know, I want to do it the way the first man, woman who encountered it did it. I'm not into no whole bunch of ritual. Ritual is the uh, ritual happened when we for, when we forgot what we was doing. It wasn't no big, you know, all sitting in a circle and saying come by yeah and all that kind of stuff. We took the mushrooms, we had access, and we went in. You know, that's all I'm saying. So, you know, we can, uh, you know, we can. Uh, uh, I don't know how this is going. One more time, Kalindi at hotmail dot com. We need these donations <laughs> so we can see the plant, so we can get this plant here, uh, a plantier stone, scrying stone, crystal ball, all of that, you know. And those folks who don't believe in what we're talking about, what I'm talking about, don't. I don't. I, you know, don't waste no uh, ones and zeros chatting in, talking about what you believe or we don't, you know, uh, I ain't donate no thousand dollars because, you know, I think it's a scam and all that kind of stuff. You think whatever it is you want. Just don't chime in. Don't send no donation. Go to where you can deal with whatever you want to deal with because we're dealing with for real folks here. We ain't dealing this ain't the, we need a thousand dollars to put the roof on the church and all that kind of stuff, you know. And the and the and there been no roof on the church in 25 years. You know, this is for the building fund. This is to get the new church. This is to get me a Cadillac. You know, no. Um, we're close to getting out of here. Any more questions before we? Uh, oh, we got two more. Before we, we head got, up, we got two more people in the room. Yeah, we got two more on the line. Yeah, we call can, from the, we can call them. We can keep it going. Okay, caller from the nine one. Caller from the nine one five eight three one. Your microphone is wide open. Can I get your name and where you're calling from, please? Hi, my name is James Smith. I'm calling from El Paso, Texas. 
Okay, um, James, how are you? I'm doing good, Glendy, and you? Um, well. Um, I just got um, a couple of questions. One is, is um, what if we don't have nobody to trip with at all? Is it okay to just trip alone? Um, I have some experience with DMT. I've done about, like, three or mm-hmm. four trips, and then, and, um, like, do you think it's okay to just go in it alone if we have nobody? Well, mushrooms are DMT. The only thing is, is that uh, whatever that DMT, have you had breakthrough experiences? Yes. Okay, well, the, the DMT space that you break through into, where it's only 10 minutes, 15 minutes, or whatever, with DMT, you will be in, you will be in that same space when you get to high dose as you are in the DMT space, except it's going to be two hours, two and a half hours in there. So once you get in, you can't get out. I know, I know. Um, but, but it's the so same. It's okay the same so it's the same space. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're doing DMT, DMT, you do, you break. You've done the breakthrough. Yeah, you can do five grams yourself. You know. All right. And then um, one more thing. It's, it's hard this. to do anything. You know. Um, but I, like I say, we recommend the, the, having the sitter with you. But many people have done it without a sitter. But you don't have okay. no friends, no buddies, anything like that that can come over. No, I got rid of all my. You, old are you friends. smoking? You know, there were. You, you you smoke a DMT by yourself? Yes. No, you you vaping it or you doing a lighter or what? Um, honestly, know, the way I do it, the the way I do it is just with the plastic bottle and then foil on the bottom. Okay. Like I, and then I'm I just, just talking about the you do you do a lighter then? Yeah, I, and I light it from the bot from the foil. Yeah, because I I read about that guy who. Drop one of those volcano lighters or whatever it is. It kind of you turn on and it stays on. He dropped it between his legs and burnt his all the scrotum and legs and saw all that stuff up, caught on fire. And no, uh, I, he just I, sat there because it was a DMT. So you know you got to be careful with them lighters and stuff. You know, no, I use I just a regular hit... big lighter, and then I and then oh, okay. I the whole dose is in the bottle already. And then I put the lighter down and I just inhale the whole dose in the in the bottle. But, okay. Um, I, one more question: You're is, good. is it okay? If, is it okay if we do it in daytime, um, like with a blindfold, if we can't do it at night? You got a lot of restrictions. You can't do it at night. You can't get no friend to come over. <laughs> you have to do it the no, way I you can do it. You have to do it. You have to do it the way you can do it. But yeah. uh, nothing else. Yeah, you can, you can go with a blindfold if you have to. You know. Okay. And um, then one more thing yeah. is, is can you trip with um, the both the Yiming Zoo and the transdimensional crystal, or do you have to go with one at a time? I got, I got no, you can, go, you can go with both of them. You just put okay. the evening zoo on and hold a transmission of crystal. And you say when, like, because I wanted to try, um, and still, you know how you say you can get access with the high doses? I was thinking maybe I yeah. want to get a glimpse, so maybe, like, smoking DMT and then, like you said, peering into the crystal. Like, do you think that would be good to just get a glimpse of what it's like? Because I know I'm not going to be at the high doses of mushrooms for a while. Um, so i got to work my well, way up. I mean, if you're doing DMT, you can you can look at the crystal with the with on, on DMT if you can uh, uh, hold on enough to look at it. But the, the thing is, is that you know uh, everybody wants to go fast and get a glimpse and stick their toe in, rather than yeah. just having the discipline to go ahead and do it the way that we suggest. Now that doesn't mean that you can't do it the other way because you can because everybody's grown. But you know, um, yeah. I mean, I've I've done DMT and looked at the looked at the crystal, and it'll okay, it'll yeah. open and up. But it's hard. But it's hard to. But it's hard to bring back 
any info with it or know what happened because many times, you know, by the time the DMT is dissolving, you're already, you know, you're already forgetting that stuff. So the best thing to do is just focus on working with the mushrooms because I remember you told me um, through a message on Messenger that the the DMT doesn't last long enough. It doesn't and last then you told long me also that to, you could you to do the, the work and get the get the uh, it doesn't last long enough for you to get your sea legs to be able to focus on anything. Yeah, you know, I remember you said that, that you could pair the two though once you start doing the mushrooms. Uh, say that again. That you can pair the two, like you can once you're taking the mushrooms, you can do do the DMT at once at the peak. Oh, I mean there are people that do that. I I've, I've never done it, you know, to the top of the world, my um, <laughs> Whitey James Cagney, but uh, I haven't done it as of yet. I, at some point in time, I want to try that, but I I wouldn't be doing that with the um, uh, with the crystals and things. I just do it, you know, just to. Uh, see the experience. And some folks do the LSD at the top of the mushroom trip also, or the top of the LSD trip, do mushrooms. So there's a lot of combinations to do. But, uh, you know, with me, the the mushroom will uh, provide almost, you know, any of the other, will provide any of the other experiences of the other hallucinogens. So, um, you know, and that's just for my speaking and things like that. I do other stuff which seems sensible to me so that I can uh, talk about it, talk about it when I'm doing my lectures and things like that and, you know, uh, be able to convey that I've done this and understand what you're talking about, you know, but I don't even necessary to be mixing a whole bunch of things up and stuff like that. I'm not, you know, mixing ketamine and uh, MDMA and, you know, Taking a little bit of, you know, a couple of tabs of acid and drinking a fifth of Hennessy and doing the rain dance and all that kind of stuff all at the same time. No, I'm not into that because it's not necessary. Okay. All right. That was it. Um, thank you, and um, I appreciate it. Thank you for your support. Peace. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jim. Peace. Uh, next last caller, or the next caller, caller from 919-672. Your mic is wide open. Can I get you to end where you call him from, please? Peace, everybody. This is uh, El Nadia. Peace. Brother Jay, Brother Jay in the North Carolina Territory. Um, peace, Bob Khalid. Peace. How are you? Pretty good. What about you? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing well. Uh, this this comment, it's more of a comment. Um, okay. Right before you got cut off. Um, you mentioned something about uh, not being wired, hardwired. Um, I wanted to comment on yeah. that because let's say uh, probably in October, no, whenever one of our major hurricanes came through, I think it was September, October, I had the pleasure of uh, sitting with this, um, she's a whole other level of a doctor, but she does a lot of dowsing, you know, pendulum work. And on this protocol, she she mentioned she was talking about cord cutting. She said cut the cords, get rid of all the cords that are on you. You know what I'm saying? And then we got into she got into the conversation how we're not supposed to have cords connected to us. Period. You know, and because you know, I, and I and I was like, well, that makes sense because it's just like if you have a a connection 
See, one of the things of this age that we just came out of, people think they're supposed to have cords connected to other people. You know what I'm saying? Or other things. And I say, I just tell people to imagine the cords going into a building. If you got 100 cords, 100 people, 50 cords to 50 people going into a building or your body, I mean, what you going to look like? What is that going to look like? And, you know, we were mentioning uh, emitting signals. We emit signals like Wi-Fi, you know, in order to communicate with one another. But cord, cord connecting is actually, in my opinion, is a tactic to, you know, keep people bound up by creating these cords because the cords are not really there until people create them. And uh, it definitely keeps people bound in just the concept of thinking that they're supposed to exist, the cords supposed to exist. And they only, they only gave the – I know some places gave the cord um, that whole analogy just for training wheels because I know when I go out anywhere, there ain't no cord connected to anything. <laughs> you know, I never experienced a cord, but – it's like a to me it's like a training wheel, you know. But we we so past that, and you know we have to realize the, you know everything is everywhere, at all times in a sense. When you really tap in, you don't have to connect to anything hard hardwired, you know. Um, but could you could you speak to that in terms of it being a tactic? I felt like it was a tactic to have people thinking that way to keep them bound. Well, it's, it's, it's metaphorically alluding to the umbilical cord that is attached between the baby and the mother, and that you have connections to other things attached by the cord, and also the metaphor of the, tele, the, tele, the early telephone. Um, it's just like I said, you know, you have children now born who have never made a call on a phone that has a wire because they utilize cell phones, you know. So it is, it is elu- it's, it's the elusive illusion of having to be connected by something that is physical in the sense of the physicality of the two things that are connected. So, you know, it's just a, it's just old way of thought because of the old way of viewing the world and projecting it out into other places, you know, like I said, you know, when they start talking about astral body, which is, you know, dealing with C.W. Leadbeater and the, 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 his book, The Chakras and things like that, you have these accords, the, these cords attached to your body and the cord attached to the chakra and things like that. So those old Theosophical books and Rosicrucian books and all that kind of stuff gave that type of information. And when I when I went out when I was practicing uh, lucid dreaming and uh, reading the books of uh, back in the early seventies of Robert Monroe, Journeys Out of Body and things like that, um, working with astral projection and audiovisual entrainment and the hemisync tapes of Robert Moreau's Institute, the Moreau Institute and things like that, and Journeys Out of Body, it was there never no cord because the cord was a relic of 
you know, the old black telephones in the house and the cord being connected to the phone. Mm-hmm. And um, and also the one thing you say, I want to, I, I, I personally, I personally appreciate the, um, you know, the, the everyday language you speak of. A lot of people are not used to it, but I tell you, most of the brothers on the phone and the world at large, they need to hear it like that. You know, we need to hear the raw, uh, everyday language version because really all those people that talk in that mystical speech, it's, it's, it's casting an illusion because all, cause it's all about having common sense because most of the mystical things are really your common sense. And because, you know, that's why comics are so funny. I mean, that's why you actually... Uh, you make a lot of us laugh when you're speaking because it hits the common sense. You know, all the mystical things you talk about, it's like, wow. It's, it's, some of it is the only far out thing about it mainly is the language, the certain words they're using that we never heard of in that context. But that everyday language is the key to mysticism, to understanding and understanding all the things that you're talking about. We, I know we appreciate it. I'm speaking for myself and probably my brothers, too. You know what I'm saying? We definitely yeah, well, appreciate uh, those, that, type of, that type of backing that you're giving us there. Well, I'm, so, I'm, thank I'm, coming, to, I'm coming to the, the people, and I'm speaking in the language of the people. I speak in modern-day mythology. You know, um, if, if, you know, if I'm trying to get a point across on something that, uh, can strengthen what I'm talking about by what people know. That's why I'm talking about Thanos and Thor, and I talk about uh, uh, you know the Star Wars and you know uh, the Alien movie or something like that because people know that, and they can make associations with what I'm talking about to strengthen the position of what I'm trying to convey. You know, you know, and 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 this and this helps because it helps to convey the information and it's the most important thing. If I come in here and just start talking all this scientific gobbledygook and you know historical things <laughs> that people don't know, you know, it's not going to get my point right. across. You know, that's you know, and that's what uh, uh, scientists use to be obscure. You know. So I try to break it down to where the average person can understand it, you know, so that we can get some work done instead of, you know, uh, folks trying to uh, see what I, you know, well, what the heck did he say? You know, the 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 gym jam and the slip foot and all that kind of stuff, you know, if you don't get, the, if you're not getting the, what I'm trying to say, if, it's, if you're not getting it, then I'm wasting my time and, Worse than that, I'm wasting your time. <clears throat> yeah, it's very true. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, any anybody else out there? Simple. Any other questions? Mm-hmm. All right, thank you. Have a good night. Appreciate. Thank it. you. Have a good evening. Anybody else else out there? Is that it or? That's the last one we got from the line, and uh, I'm gonna uh, if you. Uh, Finish for them tonight. I'm gonna just let you make the closing announcements. Well, I'm gonna try to make the closing announcements. Help, uh, help out. Okay. If you're interested, um, 
in the trans the transdimensional crystals, email Kalindi at Hotmail. If you are interested in donating in any shape or form up to or more than $1,000 for the uh, Palantir crystal, email Kalindi at Hotmail. And if you need information on a Yiming Jing uh, crystal, email Kalindi at Hotmail. All three, all three of those go to the same email, okay? Um, and also May 17th and 18th, uh, Baba is having um, the Toad, Dr. Jerry's hosting that in Detroit. So if you need to get information about that, send that to Kalende at Hotmail, all right? Um if you just want to do just a donation for him coming on the show and, like, talking regular language, then that's also his PayPal. You know what I'm saying? You can just be like, this is some love right here just for being an OG, coming and talking to the young G. You know what I'm saying? Coming from the grown folks' table and paying, you know, paying us some attention and letting, and letting us up at the table with him as well. So um, Also, that's- also before we head out, we also had a Food of the Gods tour, which is, Oaxaca, Mexico, in July the fifth through the seventh, um, and extended for those who want to. We're gonna to go to the uh, Pyramid of the Sun in Mexico City for those who want to extend it into that. Um, so email me for all that information. Thank you very much. K i l i n d i at hotmail dot com. Let's get these donations in for this planter stone so that we can uh, have it in our possession, and it ain't out here. With them throwing the algorithms, the 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 find the 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 find the bots out for it. Thank you very much. Have a good evening. I'm out. Peace to you all. Peace, 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 peace. All right. Um. Yeah. Once again, that one was um. He son, what you got to say about that? Which, which, uh, give me some commentary. Let me open J Mike back up too. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, it's a crescendo, right? I mean, we started off slow, and here we are when I got to the nitty gritty of the scenario. Um, you know, we started off with, "Hey, this is what a mushroom is," and you know, and now we're at, "Okay, um, let's do magic for real, for real." Sorcery, not sorcery, sorcery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we played magic. I think we played magic on episode four, maybe. Right, and and uh, mind you, and I think he—that's one of the last things he said before he got off—is they're trying to find it as we speak. The algorithm, the AI is trying to triangulate on the very object. That's why he's keeping it a secret. That is—that's a profound thing. You know, strictly for live men, not mm. for freshmen. No, that's what Biggie said. <laughs> Biggie hadn't even hit his, and Biggie hadn't even hit his nervous five yet. Or we don't know that, but that's just my assumption. Um, <laughs> I just want to thank everybody who uh, came out, who has stayed this far on to the show. Um, um, we normally do have like a little small. Uh, private after party, but we only got a couple people hanging on tonight. So um, if you already got the number 
before the practice, after party, and y'all want to go over there and do something, I got to uh, go kick it and get some other things done tonight. So even though I did send that to UJ, I think I'm going to just kick it over here. If you want to call me or something, that's all good. But, um, yeah, man, this one, I think that putting the call out to the family is super important, and the call to action tonight is take a step. You know, like, yeah, look at it, man. You go, you got you gonna have access to 140 pound scrying crystal at high dosage, and then the information that we bring back. I guess that was probably one of the things I wanted to ask him was, you know, why do we want to do that? For others who haven't heard the show, we spoke about that. We're doing this so we can bring information back, bring technology back for the family, uh, bring warnings back. No how to move, when to move, when not to move, when to chill, when to press forward, things like that, navigational aids. So those things that are beneficial for the family of explorers. I don't want to just say just a family like, oh, it's, you know, you got to look like this. No, it's going to be a family of explorers because like he told the sister, you're not going to just say, hey, I want to go sit down and drop 21 and sit in front of, no, you couldn't handle that. No, that would be irresponsible of everybody. Like what you're going to, what you're going to gain in your journeys as you move through, like the brother who called in, he said he want to start at five, then he may go to seven or he may go to nine, then he may go to 12 or then he may go to 15. Like that's going to take you a couple of months. You're going to have some experiences mm-hmm. every time you can you speak on that, uh, son? Yeah, and um, definitely because it's gonna, it's gonna, it might be so mind blowing that it might take you a month or two or three just to wrap your mind around it and come back again. Also, um, the grow part was the large part of why he said it would take you a long time—not a long time, but you know, it would take you some time to. Um, be able to utilize this technology because uh, if you're not growing your own, then you won't be able to go in at a moment's notice when the call is put out on the crystal because he said the Palantir, will, they'll be able to communicate with all the other Yiming Jew and transdimensional stones and say, boom, everybody, pop down on 20 right now or pop down on 20 this weekend. we got to go in. we got work to do. If you don't have your own crop, on deck, if you got to run around and call a bunch of people, try to get some sent in, that's not going to work. So you got to you got to become a cultivator, and that takes time because you know you're not going to get it right the first time or the second time. You know, definitely. So come on, you might not get it right. Don't tell people that they're not going to get it right. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not here on my first. This is right. There is a chance that it might not all go right. You know what I'm saying? So right. if you follow instructions, though, you know, like he also has a um, a grow a grow class um, on video. So if you would like to learn how to grow, like right now, you're like, yo, that's all I can do right now is just learn how to grow myself. Then, like to me, that's like the bare minimum, yo. Learn how to learn how to grow yourself, and I think that. That video, plus my own personal sojourns, definitely 
definitely um, has opened up like a broader spectrum of the of the things I got going on in my life. Cause you tying into the you tying into the grid, man. Like like he said, if you see them, they see you. You know, just mm-hmm. talking about it ain't limited to just ancestors. You know what I'm saying? Like we've been thinking, like, oh, at my altar is just my ancestor and the gods that are there. But nah, it's 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 several several beings that got their eye on you once you tap in. You know, so yeah. I see you was making some noise. You want, uh, you want to comment on that? Once you see them, they see you. It was, it's like going out on safari. Lions, tigers, and bears, oh my. But, you know, if, if, for anybody that's been paying attention, he's basically describing the plot to the Matrix as if it's the actual thing that's happening here. When he says they see you mm-hmm. and you see them, he he, he talking about Agent Smith. You know, mm. when they say they when they say they're trying to triangulate on the stone, just the same way they were trying to find Zion in the movie, and they were digging. He said that's what they're doing right now. Basically, he said you in the Matrix, and it's pretty much the same thing. And this is, and he's he he ain't gonna say it, but I'm gonna say it. He's like Morpheus. <laughs> you know, are you Neo? Is the question. Are you Neo? You know, I kind of, I you know, I had to do I had to do a self analysis and, and a gut check when he said. um uh, uh, you know, uh, it takes fifteen to get in, and you didn't have a crystal for the whole year. I thought he was talking to me directly. <laughs> I said, "Let me get myself together. <laughs> Let me get myself together." You feel me? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Strictly for live ones, like that, that one yeah. back there just keeps on up. You know, like yeah, you had an experience, but guess what? You need to get past that. And keep it moving, and and let the gates keep opening. You know what I mean. So, yeah. I'm certainly I'm certainly looking forward to getting back into the game myself. Certainly Absolutely. looking forward to getting back in. What I got to do next weekend? On a full moon too? Hmm. The next 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 week is the is, is the nineteenth. Let me see if I can get my courage up. Let me see, let me go and go in the closet and see can I find me a couple couple onions <laughs> and courage. Yeah, man, you know, pat yourself down. It's there somewhere in one of them pockets. I know it's some courage. Front pocket, back pocket. It's there. I know it's there. Or it's in the freezer. You know what I'm saying? I might have it in the freezer. <laughs> Come back with the I wanted that. news. <laughs> I wanted to ask him before he had got off if uh, if any of the other entheogens would allow you access. You there? Oh, yeah. Like if it like cactus, right, but like would cact would cactus allow you access to your stone, or Yimingju or um, LSD, or uh, you know Aya, or is it strictly uh, the Cubenzies? Or, or well, he said you know the other mushrooms, but because he never really speaks about that, because I know mushrooms is his, um, uh, you know, his go-to. I'm gonna just I'm gonna go back to to Kyrie's go to it says follow instructions saves lives so if he would have meant to say we could get there on another manner you know he would have told me but I'm gonna just right. um this this series has been called you know magic mushroom this this magic mushroom episode eleven so right. somebody else gonna have to do a, a series 
on the cactus with a cactus expert. You know what I'm saying? Or <laughs> right, a series right, on Alaska right. with Alaska expert. You know, like right. it's cool. You know, but that's also what I realized. Like when you're going in. You can't go into a jujitsu dojo and ask him about Tai Chi. You know, he's going to be like, right, man, right. go over it. He might have done Tai Chi, but he's going to be like, won't you go? And here we're practicing jujitsu. So, right. yeah, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? like I said, having these uh, light bulb moments. Right. So, and right. what we're going to do right. is. Uh, gentlemen, let's get ready to That's the only thing you need to do. That's it. And make it happen. So, family, I thank thank y'all for tuning in. Tuning in to Zoom in. We're gonna we're gonna um pick me a nice jam to uh to take it out with. And I got a show coming up called we're gonna start doing a show called Financial Sorcery. Um it's just a lot of big things coming, man. Just stay tuned if you're listening to this show. Please be subscribed. Go to coachescloset.com, no E-C-O-A-C-H-S, closet.com. Put your email address in so you can keep up with the latest and the greatest coming from yours truly, Coach Kyer. Um Definitely want to thank everyone that's encouraging me to keep teaching in the spiritual community out here. I really am, you know, whoever sent me that special message today to keep to encourage me to keep teaching – I promise you that I'm going to keep it up. You know what I'm saying? Just like John Wick. <laughs> so, um, I am. I, you know what I mean? So, I really appreciate y'all. You don't know nothing about that. You don't know anything about that. Hey, like, that's how you got to do something, everybody. You put five on. That's all you got to do. Mm-hmm. And we see y'all in a couple of weeks. Peace. Peace. Peace.